good to see everybody in the church and it's uh, it's great to have you with us on zoom it's just a real pleasure and a privilege to be here today i'm wanting to just speak on uh, putting on the right clothing this has become the right clothing isn't it and kathy's actually doing this to me this has become the right clothing when you go out Probably one of the last things you say, have you got your mask? We've actually got about 50 masks in the house because of the grandkids and ourselves. Oh, have you got a mask? You know, we've got all sorts of shapes and sizes of masks. And this has become part of our clothing, hasn't it? Unfortunately, I'll put it in my back pocket now. So I just want to speak about putting on the right clothing as Christians. And uh, if you could turn your Bible with me, if you have one, uh, although we'll have it on the screen. I'm going to share uh, with you today from Colossians 3, verse 12 to 17. Colossians, Colossians 3, verses 12 to 17. And it's all about clothing. I spoke a few weeks ago on the armour of God, which was to do with protection. I spoke about the... The boys in the fiery furnace, which was about God's protection. And this is about God's protection also. But it's also been putting on the right clothing so that we're ambassadors of Christ. To let people see Jesus in us. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, which is patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against the other, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do so. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, as new beginnings, and be thankful also. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another, and also in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all this in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. And God will bless to us uh, that reading of his word. Just prior to these verses in, uh, in 12 to 17, from 1 to 11, uh, just quick, quickly share just the background uh, where Paul is speaking to the church at Colossae and he's, he's using a metaphor to describe how they should be and that metaphor is taking off the old clothes, clothes and putting on the new ones. Taking off the ones that are maybe a bit unclean and putting on new fresh clothes. So the, the verses leading up to 12 and 17, I'll just quickly share what they say. In verses 1 to 4, Paul talks to them about seeking the heavenly. Seek those things which are above. Seeking the heavenly. Seek those things 
which are above. Slay the earthly, verses 5 to 9. Put off all these things, the things that would hold you back. How many things hold us back? And the Apostle Paul says to the church at Colossae, put them off. Get rid of these things that would hold you back, the old clothing. And then strengthen the godly. So seek the heavenly, slay the earthly, but strengthen the godly. Put on the new self. Put on the new self. We're new creations, the Bible tells us. So we need to put on the new self. So Paul uses this metaphor, putting on, putting off, sorry, and putting on, putting on the right clothes so that we're properly dressed for God's service. And that's so important for us. We dress every morning, unless you're having a jammy day or a duvet day, which uh, I've never had a jammy day. And I've never had a duvet day, but there's some folk absolutely love a jammy day. They just feel they're able to relax, and that's brilliant. But in the main, we dress every morning. And uh, so Paul suggests to us here that it's important we put on the qualities that reflect the character of Christ. And we need to grasp this. We need to put on the qualities that reflect the character of Christ. People need to look at us and see something different. It's important they see Jesus in us, not being forceful about our Christianity, not pushing it in people's faces, but living a life where people see something different about us. Christian characteristics, godly characteristics. And these are all attainable for us if we've asked the Lord Jesus Christ into our heart for salvation. We like, to, we like to think we've been liberated from clothing, don't we? When I used to go to church, uh, when I was just a boy, you, you needed to wear a suit, and you needed to wear a white shirt, a coloured one wouldn't do, and you needed a tie, and sometimes you had a hanky in your top pocket if you wanted to look really cool. And, and that was us. And you needed to have a big Bible. If you had a wee Bible, it was a problem. If you had a big Bible, you were in. So you always made sure you had a big Bible. And you always had these people in church that spoke to you. How are you this morning, Sandy? It frightened the living daylights out of me. Sometimes how looked in the apparel they wore in their presentation. So things have changed. We've come to church casually. But at the end of the day, we've not been liberated from clothing. A bricklayer needs to dress in a particular way. So does a joiner. So does a lawyer. If you go to meet the queen, they are expected to dress in a particular way. If you don't, you'll not get in. So a, ter a certain type of dress is expected. Nancy, I, I, I would not have mentioned this if she hadn't been sitting in the front row. She's got a particular dress that she adorns herself with as her hats. She's got a, you know, a unique style in hats. And if you want to keep your, your tea warm in the winter, you can use it as a tea coat to put the top of the teapot. But I remember as a young fella, I, I had a crombie coat. I don't know if anybody ever knows what a crombie coat is. But I had a crombie coat and I had a white silk scarf. A crombie coat, a white silk scarf and a desert boots. And I used to walk about looking at my feet. 
That was how you looked cool. That was cool in these days. And if you didn't have desert boots, you had bother boots on. But I had my crombie coat, my white soft scarf, and, and uh, I just thought it was the bee's knees. I thought, how can Margaret Walker, that's Margaret's own name, how can she resist me? You know, how can she resist me? Looking like this. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think it really would have been quite easy to resist, you know. Not, not, too, not too difficult. But, but these were the uniforms. We used to walk about with cravats on and think we were wonderful. And the young folk today don't even know what a cravat is. But we still need to dress appropriately for whichever situation we're in, in relation to our employment, in relation to family, in relation to the community, etc., etc., etc. We need to dress appropriately. In Christ, brothers and sisters, we need to dress appropriately. And that's what Paul's trying to say here. So I just want to look at four things. If I get through them, if I don't, I'll I'll just stop. Uh, probably halfway through. The Christian clothing, and just under four headings. The character of Christ. Put on tender mercies. Sorry, I should have. But anyway, we'll come to that in a minute. But uh, the Christian clothing. The character of Christ, the peace of God, the word of Christ, and the authority of Christ. So, so there's eight virtues listened, uh, listed that we are to put on to describe how we treat others. Tender mercies. We need to have hearts of compassion brothers and sisters. Hearts of compassion. It's important as Christians that we have hearts of compassion. Now, I don't want to embarrass her, but Cathy comes to my mind. I have watched Cathy in the coffee house since we have come back from uh, being shut for a long time. And just the way she talks about the community and the people that come in, and just recently one of our dear friends that come in regularly just passed away. And it's just lovely to see you with Nicola and Cathy. Just the compassion they have uh, for folks in the community. It's a real blessing to be in there and just to watch somebody like Cathy and others just putting on that compassion as part of her clothing. Kindness. It is so important. That we're kind towards each other. This warmth and affection. It's important when people approach us, they, they see warmth and affection. Make sure that we're clothed with these things. You're a warm person. You're an affectionate person. Not cold and clinical. We live a life where many people in society, in the world today, they're cold and they're clinical. We need to be the opposite. We need to put on warmth and affection towards others. To describe the characteristics, the characteristics that we should put on, humility. Humility. Having a humble opinion of yourself. We're living in a world where a lot of people don't have a humble opinion of themselves the way Christ did. 
a deep sense of modesty, humility and lowliness of mind. We don't consider ourselves superior to others. There's a modern proverb and it puts it quite well. We have to remember that all of us are made in the same mould. The only problem is some of us are more mouldier than others. It's a bit true, isn't it? But you know something? There's an old Scottish saying, we're all Jock Thompson's bairns. Maybe the younger people or younger folks will not know that. We're all Jock Thompson's bairns. It's important that we're humble and we treat each other as we would want to be treated ourselves. Meekness. Gentleness. Mildness. These are characteristics that people need to see in us. Meekness is not weakness. Somebody once said, you know, remember, Christians are not doormats. We're not doormats. Meekness is not weakness. I was just saying with my brother Tommy Proctor coming over, I remember Jackie Boyd, who was a wonderful man in, uh, in, in Airdrie. And Jackie was a, a chiropodist, and uh, he worked uh, in the floor below me in the office and Jackie did a great outreach along with Duncan Donaldson. Tommy would have been involved in that and others and others and Duncan said uh, uh, and he came I came and said to me, Sandy says we had we had we had some outreach on Saturday down at the Rialto in Airdrie. He said uh, Duncan was in full flight. This is Duncan Donaldson who was a man with many convictions. He turned to God but he was a big tough guy. He had, he had arms the size of my thighs, you know and uh, he was a real hard man and uh, this wee boy was heckling him as he was giving his testimony and in the middle of his testimony he went up and grabbed the wee boy by the, by the neck and he lifted him up and he held him against the wall and he says listen son Christians don't fight but don't get it into your head that they can't you know so meekness is not weakness but we need to be meek, we need to be gentle, and we need to be mild-mannered. The uh, next slide, Nicola, if you could. I'll try it myself. Don't know if you could put it on for me, Nicola. Uh, forward. Listen, I'll, I'll not bother about that too much. So, the heading should be the character of Christ continued. And uh, so that's the right one. How we should react when relationships are difficult. Thank you, Nicola. I can confuse anybody. And uh, you already know that about me. Long suffering. <laughs> How we should react when relationships are difficult. We need long-suffering, brothers and sisters. When we had a meeting prior to the coffee house starting, we were we were all a bit anxious, you know, and uh, Nicola chaired it, and, and she had everything organised. She had, she had printed out all these kind of COVID instructions, maybe about 100 pages. It's, it was colossal. And we were all a bit anxious, you know, and I, I think it was Sister Nancy that said, and I thought it was nice, we need to all be patient with each other. We need to be patient with each other. 
It was a good one coming from Nancy, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? We need to be patient with each other. Long-suffering, not avenging wrongs. How often in your life have you felt you needed to get somebody back? Long-suffering, not avenging wrongs. Bearing one another. Getting alongside. It's difficult at the moment to get alongside. To sustain each other. To get alongside. To support each other. It's such a difficult environment for supporting each other. How do we do it? It's so complicated at the moment. During this time of COVID. Forgiving one another. This is a tough one. To me, this is the hardest one. Forgiving one another. Try and release your feelings of anger or resentment. Because we've been forgiven by Christ. This is a hard one. Don't think I'm preaching this and, and, and I think it's easy. It is tough. Charles Swindle says, and I thought it was really nice, forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you because you have hurt me. Surrendering my right to hurt you because you have hurt me. And forgiveness, I think, at times is a process because sometimes we get so hurt and sometimes our emotions are, 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 and our feelings have been so damaged. And forgiveness isn't easy. And, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't say this uh, in, in relation to how easy I think it could be. It is not. I've been in a situation in my life where I've caused, I have personally caused tremendous pain to other people and have been forgiven. And I've been in situations where other people have caused me tremendous pain and, uh, and I've had to forgive as well. So we want also to make that part of our apparel. And that's tough. And you're going to say to me, possibly, oh, but you don't know this, you don't know how much I've been hurt, Sandy. No, I don't know how much I've been hurt. And it is tough. But I just want you to gently take this on board and pray to the Holy Spirit in relation to how you've been hurt and how you can give that to God. And I, and I don't say it's easy. I, I just want to repeat that again. It can be tough. In your situation, you're wondering how you can forgive. Well, bring God into it and have a consideration of it. Above all these things, next slide, Graham, put on love. Thank you, Nicola. Above all these things, put on love. It's described by Paul as the perfect tie that binds all the other virtues. Love binds them all. Just like a belt binds your, your clothing. Without love, none of these virtues can last. Without love, none of them can last. But with it, the others can grow and develop and you can maintain them. The three main graces in scriptures, Joe Boland and I were having a talk about this on Monday. And that's why I'm actually sharing this message because of Nancy's comment about patience and Joe Boland's uh, discussion with me about faith, hope and love in the Christian graces. The Bible says that, and I've shared this a few times, 
Faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And why is the greatest love? And Joe and I were talking about this on Monday. And the greatest is love because when we get to the glory, we don't need faith. We're with Jesus. When we get to the glory, we don't need hope. Our hope's realized. We're in the glory. But when we get to the glory, love is eternal. It goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's why love is the perfect bond for now and for eternity. Clothe yourself with Christ's attributes, humility, gentleness, forgiveness, patience, all clothed and covered in love. Paul tells us that as we consciously begin to put these things on, we may find that they don't fit very well at first. It's not easy. If I'm an impatient person, it's not easy to be patient. If I'm somebody that gets upset easily, it's harder to be long-suffering. If I'm somebody that's a bit bold and brash, it's not easy to be mild. It's not easy for us to change. But we're brothers and sisters, we're new creations. So sometimes things just don't fit, fit very well at the beginning. In fact, things won't fit at all if there are certain things that we don't put off. If you don't put off anger, you can't, you can't be gentle if you don't put off anger. You know, if you're an angry person, how many times have you met people that have been really angry? You think they've been sucking a lemon, you know? You, can, you know, you can see the anger in them. You need to put off these things, brothers and sisters. Pride, anger, impatience, and fear. This is a frightening time, but we need to trust in God. These are things that marked our old life. We needed to be putting on the new things. Jesus is our, is our greatest example of these characteristics. I've just listed a few, and I've noted them down here, and I'll just share them with you. Just things that came to my mind. How compassionate was he for the widow who'd lost her son? Her boy had died. And Jesus raised them to life. Compassion. How, how kind was he to the tax collector? A wee man up a tree, Zacchaeus. And he says, today I'm going to dine with you. The whole community hated him. Characteristics of Christ, the kindness. Today salvation's come to your house. His life has changed forever. How humble was he when he washed the disciples' feet? That's real humility, isn't it? The Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one whom we worship. He washed his disciples' feet. He showed them the power of humility. The world doesn't see power in humility. But he showed them the power that there is in humility. How gentle he was when Nicodemus in John's Gospel came to him. Pharisee came to him and asked him, how can I be born again? And the Lord was really gentle with him and he shared with him how he could be born again. And during that, probably the greatest verse that's ever shared in the Bible of all time, John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world, is in that chapter where the Lord was speaking to Nicodemus. How patient was he with Simon Peter? I think others would have given up on Simon Peter. 
He could be so bold and so brash and so forward and so in your face. And the Lord, it's calm down, Simon. He was so patient with him. And the Lord with us is compassionate, he's kind, he's gentle, he's understanding, he's forgiving. And all these things. And even right up to this moment where you are right now, if you're in the church here or if you're at home, the Lord does all these things to us and more. Showing us the way to live. The peace of God, Nicola. Thank you. Twelve o'clock, maybe. We got about ten minutes. Is that okay, Graham? The peace of God, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, brothers and sisters. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. It's a kind of strange way, I think, that Paul described that. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let it be at the forefront. Let it be at the top. Let it be up there. The peace of God. You can only let the peace of God rule in your heart is when you trust God. If you don't trust God, you'll never have peace. We are called today to be at peace in one body. In New Beginnings Church, we're called to be at peace. And we must be careful in New Beginnings to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Listen, it's a lot easier in COVID, isn't it, getting on with each other? You don't see each other. Nothing to fall out about. It's like, it can be a wee bit of a blessing. Sometimes when you don't see your family, depends on who they are, you might actually say, oh, it's been a wee bit of a blessing actually getting a wee break. And they might say the same about getting a break from you. But we're called to be at peace in one body and new beginnings. Brothers and sisters, put on the bond of peace as well as the bond of love. Ephesians 4 and 3, if you look at that. But listen to this. Peace in the church begins with peace ruling in this heart here. So peace in the church starts with me. But don't look to Kathy or Graham or Nicola or Nancy or Sandy or Moira or David or Tommy, etc., etc., etc. We don't look for peace in the church necessarily from everyone else and everybody on Zoom. We expect you to have peace in the church. But, but you just need to understand me. I'm a bit more difficult to go on with. I kind of struggle to put on this clothing. So I'm a bit prickly. So ease your way around about me. No, 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 no. We all need to change. We all need to change. We all need to have peace and take and board this peace. And that starts when setting our mind and things above. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, Paul says to the Romans. Renew your minds. Think about things differently. How wonderful it would be for the church if, if we would all adorn ourselves with the characters of Christ and the peace of God. Brothers and sisters, remember the Bible tells us this is a peace that passes all understanding. You can't understand it. In difficult situations, in crisis situations, in complex situations, when the bottom's coming out of your world, sometimes you can find peace. 
And that can only come from Christ because it's supernatural. It's spiritual, it's supernatural. The next slide, Nicola, thanks. The word of Christ. Let the, the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. I don't know about you, but I can, anything that says wisdom causes me to struggle. How can I put on wisdom? Well, of course, it's the wisdom of God. You're not putting on your own characteristics. You're putting on what God wants you to put on, to be like him. The word of Christ. The words to live in us. The words to abide in us. The words to dwell in us. The word brings freedom to us. The word can't bring you freedom if you're not reading it. We need to read and obey. For the word truly to dwell in us, we need to obey it. So at the end of the day, you might find this difficult, but we need to obey it. We still need to obey it. I need to obey it. The word of God needs to dwell in us richly by teaching and admonishing one another. If I do wrong, I expect Graham and Bill to maybe pull me up for it. And you know what? We need to accept it. Sometimes we do things wrong. In fact, often I do things wrong. So we need to be prepared to admonish each other. I want to say something, brothers and sisters. It's important, sisters, it's important how we do this. It's important how we do this. We need to do it with compassion and gentleness and with the love of Christ. Pointing out where things are wrong. But not being brash and harsh and tough. There needs to be a gentleness and a godliness with it. There's a bit for Graham and Rachel and Nathan here. And the word of God needs to dwell on us richly by teaching and admonishing, but also in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you know the difference in uh, the worship here? Do you know the difference? Than from listening to the X Factor or the voice. Quite enjoyed the voice last night. But, but... Do you know the difference? This is worship. This is not only in the head. When Graham sings and when Rachel sings and when Nathan plays and when Nicola sings a wee bit in the background under, under her mask and when Sandy Boy sings there, miles off tune. But we're singing from our heart, brothers and sisters. This is what worship is. The world does not understand this. The world cannot relate to this. This is not just a song with words. This is our praise and our worship to the glory of God and thanking God in our mind, but also in our heart, our emotions, through our worship. Everything that we do in life is to worship God. And we need to be mindful of that. So it's tough putting on the Christian apparel. Just my last slide and that's me finished. Thank you, Nicola. So it's tough to put on the Christian apparel. And, 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 there, and there are things in the Christian apparel that 
were never there before. There are things in our clothing, but do you know, do you know, eh, brothers and sisters, do, do you know the new clothing, the, the latest in Christian apparel, is iPhones. That's the latest clothing. If you've got an old phone like Tommy Proctor's that, you know, if Tommy's sending you a message, he needs to send you a pigeon through his phone. But if you, you know, so at the end of the day, we need to be careful about our, our apparel. But what you need to get is an Apple iPhone 12 Pro Max 5G, 256 gigabytes, £1,199, right? And my granddaughter says to me, but Grandpa, they're only £700 in Amazon. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, you know, at the end of the day, it's wonderful. If I'd have known they were only £700 in Amazon, it would have made my life so much different. Anyway, the authority of Christ. This is what is important for us, brothers and sisters. We need to function in the authority of Christ. Whatever you do, verse 17 says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if we look at our Christian clothing, we've got the character of Christ and all these characteristics. The peace of God dwelling in us. The word of Christ, absorb it. Take it on board. And the authority of Christ. Do everything in the name of Jesus. When we're in the coffee house, we do it in the name of Jesus. When we serve in new beginnings, we do it in the name of Jesus. In our families, we function in the name of Jesus. Sometimes Sandy Steen's not very good at that. Not very good at that. So it's something that we all need to work at. The challenger for us all who profess Jesus to be Lord, is to clothe, clothe ourselves with these attributes. And be encouraged in these difficult pandemic times, just as I finish. We're God's elect. You have been chosen by God. I'm never able to, I have never been able to quite grasp this in terms of my election and being chosen I've never quite been able to get a handle on it. Why did God, God choose me? I don't know, but he did. Amen. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. We're all different shapes and sizes. Have a look at me. We're all different shapes and sizes, but God has chosen you. We're holy. Like me this morning, you might not feel very holy, but the Bible tells us we're holy. And Jesus were holy. We've been set apart for God's purpose. The Lord has got a purpose for you and, and your family and the community and new beginnings. The Lord has got a purpose for you. Don't think of yourself as insignificant. You're not. You're unique to Christ. You're a royal priesthood. You're loved by God. Colossians 3 and 12. We're beloved of God. And the big one, we've been forgiven in Christ. All these sins that Sandy Steen has committed are in the sea of God's forgetfulness. That doesn't give me license to, to keep on sinning. What it, does, what it does is to make sure that I keep on endeavouring to be godly. 
and to put on the Christian apparel, the right apparel, so that as others look at me and others look at you, and as people come into contact with us who don't know Jesus, they see something different about us. And what they see is we're in a process, not the end result, a process of putting on their new apparel and putting off the old stuff, putting on the new. Father, we just thank you for this time together. Father, I'll just leave these few garbled words with you and just thank you, Father, for laying this message in my heart through your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, this touches each one of us. Maybe more so myself, but just be with us this day, Father, and bless us. Father, I want to thank you for each person associated with new beginnings, both in Zoom here and in the church and those that are not able to be here. Just bless us, Father, as a fellowship. Just deepen our love for each other. And Father, be with us this day. Father, we are met in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name we part. Amen.